Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Christensen. And on this podcast, I like to share tools that help you to be more productive and to feel better in the process. For that reason, I was thinking about you all the other day when I sat down to my desk to get started on my day and I was feeling really, really unmotivated. I didn't feel like doing much of anything at all. In fact, in hindsight, I would say I was feeling overwhelmed. Some of the thoughts that I was having were there's too much to do and there's not enough time. When I'm not mindful, my brain is very apt to think those thoughts quite frequently. So it takes some effort for me to be mindful and recognize when my brain is in that state, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't feel like there's a lot of options. And then also to employ some tools to help shift me out of that place. And so I want to offer a tool that could be helpful in this situation, something really simple, but easy to remember when you get yourself into a state of unmotivated or overwhelmed. I think the interesting thing about this experience that I had last week is that it just demonstrates to myself that you can have all of the systems in place. You can have really solid processes and even have a good plan, a flexible plan that doesn't feel too rigid. And yet you can still feel overwhelmed and unmotivated. It just further highlights that our productivity and our motivation is the result of our mindset and really has nothing to do with our external world, with what's going on around us or our workload. So the tool I want to share today is really helpful when you are getting ready to get started on your task list. When you're in that state of feeling like I've got this long list of things that I want to do, and everything on the list feels important and urgent. And in that moment, you might tell yourself something like, I need to prioritize, or I need to break it down and create a strategy. You might have those thoughts about the list, and yet you have this very strong urge to go and scroll Facebook for an hour. And the reason why you're scrolling Facebook for an hour isn't because the list is too long. It's because of the feeling of overwhelm. That feeling of not being able to determine where to start, not knowing what to do next. Sometimes people want to blame their task list for feeling this way. And you'll see this sometimes with people who have what's known as a rolling task list, where they add things that they didn't get around to today they add it to the task list for tomorrow. And then over a period of time, as the list becomes longer and longer and longer, and 
they feel like they're getting less and less done, or maybe they feel like they're getting a lot done, but nothing on the task list is getting addressed. So this task list just keeps rolling forward from day to day. And sometimes people will blame their rolling task list for feeling overwhelmed. But what's interesting about that is that I've worked with other people who use a rolling task list and actually feel like it really serves them. It doesn't create overwhelm and it actually makes them feel strategic. And so what's the difference? How are some people able to use a rolling task list and feel strategic and other people use a rolling task list and start to feel overwhelmed? And really what it comes down to is the thoughts around the rolling task list. It's not the list that's at fault for me having those types of thoughts. It's my habitual thought patterns or a lack of presence. You'll often hear me say that when I'm mindful and when I remember to do certain things, then I employ tools, reminders, I change my thinking. However, when I'm not mindful, when I get sucked into the minutia of my day and I just have those habitual thought patterns that play on repeat, that's when I forget to even employ my tools or that I have any other option in that circumstance. So I want to assure you that your method, if it's working for you, it's not to blame for your overwhelm. The overwhelm is really being caused by your thoughts. Although that's really helpful to remember in theory, maybe when you're planning your week or when you're experimenting with different types of time management strategies, it's helpful to remember that our thoughts actually create our feelings and our actions. However, in that moment, when you're feeling especially overwhelmed, or unmotivated, like I was last week, that's not necessarily very helpful to remember that it's just my habitual thought patterns that are causing the overwhelm. In fact, the effect that that actually causes for me is that I feel more overwhelmed because I recognize that it's my habitual thoughts and yet I feel powerless in that moment of overwhelm to change it. So the tool that I use in those moments when I recognize and I catch myself thinking thoughts that create unmotivated or overwhelmed, I use a tool called the 10-minute rule. If you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, you may have heard me talk about this rule or tool before. And the way I've talked about it before is I talk about using it to overcome the friction of starting something. So, you know, when you sit down and you're getting ready to execute on your plan and you just don't feel like it, the 10 minute rule in that situation is I tell myself that I'm going to work on it for only 10 minutes and then I will give myself the option to stop or to continue. Now, what this does is this gives me optionality in a circumstance where I'm following my plan and I don't feel like I have any option. It's for people who feel a great deal of resentment or pressure 
or obligation to execute on a plan, even when that plan is something that we've created for ourselves. So the 10 minute rule can be very helpful for getting us started and then also giving us the autonomy and optionality of stopping if we want. Actually stopping when we feel like it builds self-trust. So knowing that I'm going to spend 10 minutes doing something and then give myself the option to stop and actually follow through in those rare instances where I do feel like stopping, that builds a lot of self-reliance and self-trust. So much so that I find that I don't need to employ the 10-minute rule as frequently as I once did because I know that I listen to myself and I give myself a great degree of flexibility and optionality when I'm creating my plan. However, in the beginning, when I had really rigid plans, or even when the plans weren't that rigid, but I just didn't feel like following through on them, the 10-minute rule would be very helpful in those situations. I also want to share a variation of the 10-minute rule. This is what I used the other day when I was feeling especially overwhelmed. So for a bit of context, when I sat down, I had a long list of things, small and large, that I wanted to accomplish for the day. What was also happening is that I had a a relatively large block of unstructured time that morning in which I wanted to get as many things done as possible in the short time frame that I had. And that unstructured nature of that time block meant that I was telling myself that I wanted to make the best use of that time. Felt like it was really, really valuable, that I wanted to be effective and knock off a bunch of different things. And when I was telling myself that, I started to get into that sort of scarcity mindset where I was like thinking to myself, there's not enough time to get all these things done. How do I choose which ones are most important when they all feel really important? And so what I told myself is that rather than just diving into a bunch of tasks that had an undefined time frame on them and risking spending the entire two hours on a single task and not making as much progress as I might have otherwise, I decided that I was going to put a timer on the clock for 10 minutes and just get as much done in that 10 minutes as possible. And then once the timer had expired, then I would switch to another task. What this achieved is that I knew that two hours broken up into 10-minute blocks gave me at least some progress on 12 different items. Knowing that I could make progress on 12 different items gave me the motivation to get over that resistance that I initially felt this fear that I was going to waste the two hours and not make much of a dent on my task list. This works especially well when you're doing tasks that might be largely undefined. So in a previous podcast episode, I talked about the planning fallacy and how we estimate things based on our experience of doing those same things in the past. 
Now, if we've never done something in the past and we don't have really any idea how long it's going to take, we might be tempted to dive in and just see how long it takes. Now, the problem with that approach for someone like me who has a bit of a perfectionist tendency, I tend to spend too much time on things and not really cognizant of when I've hit 80% completion versus 100% completion versus 120% completion, especially on things I've never done before. So just diving in and working for as long as it takes makes me more likely to use the entire two hours just getting started on a task. So the 10 minute rule employed in this way gives us a sense of what all is involved in each task, especially if there's 12 different tasks that I'm orienting to in a two hour block and I am not quite clear on the outcome that I want to achieve, nor am I clear on how long it will take to achieve that. Even just spending 10 minutes on something can give me a sense of what all is involved. And then I can create a project plan based on that. Spending only 10 minutes on something to orient myself to that task and break it down and create a bit of a plan around it is far more beneficial than spending two hours getting into it and recognizing that I still have no clear indication of what the next step is after those two hours. It's a much more effective use of my time. So I just want to clear up one thing. I don't want anyone who's just joining us for the first time to take away from this episode that it's much better to work on 12 small things in a block of time versus one large thing. That's not what I'm suggesting here. And in fact, there is something called switch tasking that can be a real drain on our time, our energy, and our attention when we're not using this strategy deliberately. I'll talk more about switch tasking in a future episode, but for now... I'm not suggesting that as a practice, it's better to work for short increments on lots of different things. It really depends on your mindset going into the task list. So if your mindset going into the task list is, I know exactly where I'm going to start. I know exactly what I want to accomplish. And I have two hours to accomplish that. And I have a really good sense of what can be accomplished in that time frame. You'll notice here that when you're thinking, I know what to expect. I know how long it's going to take. I know what's most important. All of those thoughts lead to feelings of confidence, certainty, and determination. When you're thinking, I don't know where to start. I don't know what's most important. I don't want to waste my time. All of those types of thoughts create feelings of scarcity and overwhelm. And those two different states of mind require two different strategies. The strategy to use when you're feeling confident about what it is that you want to accomplish and how long it's going to take. 
in that moment, the strategy is better to focus and not switch tasks. Make the most of that in-depth focus to go even deeper and not have to pull yourself out and change your attention or your focus. When you're feeling overwhelmed, like there's just too much to do and you don't even know where to get started and you're really afraid of wasting your time, that's when 10 minute increments might really benefit you. And again, you can experiment with this to find out which one works better in which circumstance, but knowing yourself and what benefits you can set you up to understand which strategy works best for you in which circumstance. The thing about overwhelm is that everybody is susceptible to it and it can kind of sneak up on you depending on whether or not you're spending time with your habitual thought pattern or your more mindful thought patterns. It doesn't matter who you are as a productive person. Overwhelm is not a reflection of your ability to be productive. Anyone can feel overwhelmed at any time. I think that a lot of times we don't even realize that we're in overwhelm because we are telling ourselves things like there's too much to do and then we'll immediately attack that thought with, well, you're just being lazy or you should know better or just get started or let's just get on with it or stop complaining. That might be the talk track in your head. So you're not even really cognizant of the fact that you're feeling overwhelmed and you're pushing yourself just to get started. And when there's that inner conflict that's happening, when we don't recognize that we're feeling overwhelmed and we just push ourselves to do it anyway, that's when we feel a lot of resistance coming up. And we might be more inclined to go check social media or even just busy ourselves with other tasks like cleaning the kitchen instead of getting to work. So even if you don't recognize yourself as feeling overwhelmed, but you do feel that sense like you just don't want to get started on something, this might be a good tool to remember. I like to offer a couple of different tools different situations because I like to think about tools as being able to switch gears. The analogy that pops into my head is that sometimes (laughs) our productivity is like going off-roading and we get stuck in the mud and the mud being things like overwhelm and unmotivated and we just hit the gas, spin the wheels and try to work harder in the attempt to just like spin ourselves out of the mud. But sometimes that just gets us deeper and deeper into it. It doesn't even occur to us in those moments that we have different gears, different tools that we can use when we're stuck and spinning. So reminding yourself that you have different tools, even if you can't remember what those tools are in the moment, reminding yourself that you have tools, you have other options, can be a great way to get yourself unstuck. If you're feeling stuck in a state of overwhelm or unmotivated, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca, where you'll find more tools and lots of support. 
I hope you have a great day, everyone.